Lovers, it's Wyo, and welcome to Sex Story Snippets, a sex stories companion pod where we answer each other's questions and share our sexy celebrations, parts poll responses, and single sex story quickies. Remember, if you want to submit your own questions, stories, or naked pictures and feelings, visit sexstoriespodcast.com. First up, listener Q&As and yays. Hi! First, I want to say I absolutely love your podcast. Like, I define myself as a liberal person, but I'm handicapped by the societal views that were forced on me when I was growing up, so your podcast definitely helps me to embrace the liberal side more. I feel you. You know I wasn't born liberal, right? (laughs) In your podcast, you've said you're a tough cum. I was wondering what you do to overcome that, because no matter what I do, no matter the partner, I can never come with another person. I can feel the orgasm building and then it disappears out of nowhere. Oof, I can relate. Please help, because even though it still feels good without the orgasm, it's still a nice icing on the cake. So, S, here are my thoughts. I think it really is about dropping into our body and figuring out how to calm our nervous systems down. That's what I think it is for me, is what I should say. I do have an increasingly easy time coming with partnership when I'm able to turn off my monkey mind. So... I am a person who meditates twice a day. I'm not saying you have to do that, but but if you exercise or if you have your own version of Zen or being in the zone, I think that it is like, no, for me, it took years to notice the extreme amounts of anxiety that were in my body. And during this 2020 global pandemic, I feel like I discovered new layers and have found myself in states of stress and anxiety that made my sexual parts hard to access so that even with a partner who I know that I can come with, we're doing all the same things. For me, I think it all is a lot of mental and maybe physiological stress things as well. So I do think most of the time when we're experiencing some sort of our, some part of our sex life, I don't like using the term dysfunction, some part of our sex life that we don't feel like is true to us or we want to be different. It's not working the way we want it to. I feel like a lot of it has to do with kind of looking at your life in a bigger way. And again, that's just my personal experience. But the more people I talk to, the more I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, so you had to figure your shit out too and then your sex life got, okay, me too, okay, okay. So, you know, look at the stressors in your life, look at the relationships, look at what your body is telling you. That's what I will just say first of all. And I think it's super duper fun to learn about orgasms. And so I I would say go like explore different types of porn if you're into that. Talk to your girlfriends about how they touch themselves. If you can invest in new toys or just new locations or positions, like the more that you play with yourself. And for me, turning things into an exploratory mission with my partner is part of what like slows me down and lets me drop into my body long enough to actually get aroused, to actually build the orgasm, to actually come. And sometimes uh, during those times when my master is like, ask permission, like I'll ask permission, I'll be right there on the edge and then I'll lose it because I'm having a stress day and it's, you know, like you said, it's icing on the cake. So I think it's an ongoing practice. And I, I also, for me, I am just a person that I need a partner who's willing to tease me. Like they either have to be willing to tease me or they have to use the magic wand on me if they're feeling lazy. Like I need a lot of um, physical body attention, especially because I'm so horny. Like I just want to have sex. Like I'm so excited to have sex right away. And so then like, that's how you make it go by really fast when the girl's not the one. I mean, this is just speaking very, very, very broadly and heteronormatively. Don't yell at me. You know, you know it, you know, sometimes stereotypes are true for a reason. Um, but, but also, you know, that I have been doing this podcast of deep dive details for 
over two years because I like the details and I think the nuances are important. So bring your partner into the exploration as much as possible. Find ways that make it feel fun as much as possible. My new favorite thing with a partner is to play the like very, very slow, what does this feel like game? You know, so you're just playing with their body parts. Have them do it to you. And I also had to find partners that were willing to go slow and take time. And I'm realizing I just need to have sex with sex fiends. And maybe I can find people who like casual, faster sex someday at sex parties. You know, like that's that's the beauty of being uh, ethically non-monogamous. So full of big hopes and dreams. I'm wishing you the best of luck. And I'm hoping that this little uh, listener yay that I'm about to share will be hopeful for you. Hi, this is less of a question and more of a thank you. I was considering sending you a DM via Insta, but decided against it. Okay, I'm so bad with Instagram, you guys. I'm sorry, I try. Finally catching up on email. I think this is a fun way to do email. A little about me. First, I'm a 25-year-old female from Australia. I'm still a virgin, but not for any religious reasons. I just never had a sex drive or interest to go the full length with anyone. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy a great makeout, but that was about it. A couple years ago, I met a guy on Tinder, and we would go to the airport lookout here, and we would be a little naughty. He would try to finger me and play with my boobs, but I didn't like it. Back then, I didn't know why, but now I know it's because I wasn't turned on from him. Back in April this year, I met an amazing man through work, and we have been talking on the phone almost every day. Due to COVID lockdowns, we have not been able to actually meet in person. Ooh, hot. Okay. Keep in mind, he is 12 years older than me, so 37 years old. As you would be aware, he's a lot more experienced than me, and occasionally when we talk, he would talk dirty or sexual. I couldn't bring myself to say or contribute to the conversation. It's just not something that I'm comfortable with. I get you. Until last week, Wednesday, I stumbled upon your podcast, and I have to thank you so much. You make talking about sex so open and fun. I enjoy your podcast beyond what words can explain. So that weekend when I was on the phone with him, I brought up how I've been listening to your podcast. I would mention to him what I'd listened to and how fun it would be to do that with him. We slowly eased into it because I was a lot more open to talk about sex. Yes, thanks to you. Okay, I'm getting... Should I even read stuff? I get goosebumps. <laughs> a couple nights later, we had phone sex. Oh my God! It was exhilarating. I was beyond turned on and aroused. I literally cannot keep my hands to myself. You helped me realize that sex is this amazing thing and that we shouldn't be shy or embarrassed about it. The open conversations you've had with everyone, the way you sound so excited... <laughs> I am. I am excited. Uh, so happy and in awe when people share their stories makes the whole podcast that much better. My experience sort of reminds me of the episode where you had that female on the podcast where she had a dry spell and went to a seminar. I think, oh yeah, it was a conference. And there was a man talking about some medication. It was hormone replacement therapy. That was Yvonne. To bring back your sex drive. She had some and then was attracted to her husband again. Though. In this case, your podcast is my medication to the sex realm. Sex is not just sex. It's the whole journey to it. Yes. The tease, the foreplay, and the empowering moment where the other party is so open and vulnerable to you. Vice versa. Fuck yeah. It's honestly raw, hot, and heavy. And I am addicted. <gasps> I just ultimately want to say you're doing such an amazing job. You've turned this zero-sex drive girl into a hundred lion who's been starved for a long time. Have a lovely day, Wiley, with love, Jay. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's working. This is, these are literally, when you guys tell me these things, it, I just get so excited. These are my dreams coming true. Okay, next, a listener parts poll response. My private body parts are sensitive, super sensitive. It took me a long time to learn how to masturbate to completion because my clit is super sensitive, like you. That's true. That's just like me. 
I feel good about my private parts. I'm in a committed marriage, so I don't have many negative feelings about them. However, I was very worried about the smell and hair when I was single. I have very prominent outer lips, which I never realized until I started watching porn, and I saw that vaginas were not like my own. I suppose I could feel self-conscious about this if I were to have a new partner. Specifically, I call my privates vagina or vag. I call it pussy when I'm having sex or alluding to sexual acts. When I was growing up, I called it my PBJ. We were weird kids. <laughs> your butt was your ham, and guys had wieners, so why not name it after food? I love that. This jam and jelly, I don't know, peanut butter. <laughs> As I noted, I have prominent outer lips. They have medium hair coverage with hairs that, like on my head, vary in color and texture. Ooh, do mine vary in texture? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No, mine are like not that curly. Which is kind of funny because my hair is wavy. Some are fine and blonde and others are coarse and dark. Wow, have you taken a picture? I guess that's one of my future questions. <laughs> my outer lips are plump with a lightly pinkish hue, pinker than my inner thighs and surrounding skin. My outer lips hide all my inner lips unless my legs are spread. My inner lips are ever so slightly long, and they have a small amount that is floppy slash dangly with more of a brown tint. But that area quickly graduates to a bright pink hue as it gets closer to my body slash vaginal opening. Cool. My vagina is good and pink. Tight, keeping up with my Kegel exercises. Ooh, as I age. Ooh, I'm going to do them now. My clit has a generous hood that keeps it covered and protected. This is very good because she's very sensitive. She does not like to be touched most of the time. She, like a cat, is very temperamental. <laughs> True pussy status. I have a hard time figuring her out still. She can be touched just like I enjoy, but suddenly it feels awful. I get you. Sometimes she likes gentle strokes slash pressure, and other times she needs to be massaged deeply. She's fickle and mysterious. She can be overtouched if she has prolonged exposure to stimuli. Yeah, same. The best way to touch her... Are we vagina sisters? <laughs> The best way to touch her is through the hood, inner lips, or even outer lips. My vagina swells when aroused, especially my outer lips. I assume mine do, but I haven't paid attention. They become very taut, puffy, and extend much further down my thighs, if seen when standing. Typically, they can tuck between my thighs, but puff out when aroused. I get quite wet, and touch feels much more pleasurable when aroused, as many people also experience. Oh yeah, I actually know this from taking pictures. It's so funny, sometimes when I hear something in the abstract, it takes... That's why I need details, so I can be like, oh yes, this is how it matches or doesn't match. My vagina had an injury at the age of five when I was climbing over a short swinging door. I fell hard onto it. It bled, and I walked like I'd been riding a horse all day. It stung horribly when I peed. Oh, that's horrible. I don't really look at my genitals except when I see myself standing in the mirror or go for a trim. I did give them a close look for this survey, though. <laughs> if my partner's interested in looking at my genitals, it turns me on. I get turned on by other people's arousal. How I feel about my naked body as a whole is ever-changing. I have body dysmorphia. I was very thin as a teenager. I was a dancer. But I didn't do anything special to diet. I was just very active. As I aged and my activity changed, my eating style had to adapt, my body changed with it. I have generous thighs. Oh, I love that. Which are fine, but I've always had cellulite. Same, like, since I was 14, even as a very thin dancer. I have small breasts, genetic and for a long time wished they were bigger. Hmm. I love my breasts now, and I'm happy they're small and perky. I was going to say, I had a teacher when I was like 15. She was like the kooky history teacher, and she was like, don't worry about your A's. You'll never have to worry about sagging. And I was like, cool, until I was 19 or 20 and got boobs. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> they're just pendulous. I'm having trouble dealing with the little pooch beneath my belly button. I call it my plantain because it's about the size and shape. 
but I've been working on focusing my body positivity and loving myself and body as a whole. When I'm alone with my naked body, I am critical. When I'm with my partner with my naked body, I feel sexy and strong and good. There's power in seeing my body as sexual, which is how it looks when I'm with my partner. When I'm alone, I see it as imperfect. I'm working on it. I occasionally will take the sensual selfie. Sometimes if I catch myself in the mirror at a certain angle and in a certain light, I will take a photograph. If I feel sexier after listening to your podcast or watching a sexy movie or masturbating, I will send a sexy selfie to my partner. What do my parts like to feel? I like the normal things. Genitals, fingers, tongues. Perhaps they like to feel things differently from the normal way of touching. Yeah. I like my pussy to be slapped with closed fingers. Ooh. Any time or do you have to be really aroused for it? Like just could you just like do it right away? Like like could that be your go signal? I'm curious. I like rubbing most anything between my thighs as I sit. If I had different genitals, I'd really like to try having a penis. I would like to feel what it's like to penetrate instead of being penetrated. I would love to pee standing anywhere. I mean, you can. You just have to like be really wide or you'll pee on yourself. And watch out for wind. I'd like to watch uh, as I become aroused at the stages of growth, as it gets harder and harder. I want to feel what touch feels like in all of its different states. Soft, hard, pre- and post-orgasm. I want to fondle my balls to see if they really are as sensitive as men claim. Yeah, well, it depends on the man. I want someone to pull my balls in their mouth. I want my dick in someone's mouth. Yeah, I want to give a penis a try. I wonder if they'll create some sort of like electro nerve VR thing so that vagina owners could try it. I wonder. My nipples are normal sized and my areolas are small. They are pink and also sensitive. They don't particularly like to be touched unless I'm already aroused. Then, unlike my clit, they like to be sucked, gently bitten, and pinched. I have discovered that I can orgasm through nipple play alone. It's wild. I am not into butt stuff, but I am into giving pleasure. If my partner wants me to touch his butt or gets pleasure from touching mine, it turns me on. My partner is very interested in anal sex. We've attempted a few times, but I do not get pleasure from it. That's okay. Uh, (laughs) You knew that. He likes to see and touch my asshole, but I only become aroused by his arousal. There's no sensational pleasure derived from it. I've touched and licked his asshole. We've used saran wrap, (laughs) and I like penetrating him because it's an act that I don't get to do. It felt powerful to make him feel pleasure in a new way. I think that is what I like about sticking a finger up a guy's butt, like especially when they're fucking me. It's, I don't know, there's something super hot about it. My neck between my large muscles around my spine and my ear is very sensitive. It likes kisses and touches at all times, but when I'm aroused, all of my skin likes to be touched, licked, and caressed. Everything feels highly sensitive and sexual when I'm in a state of arousal. My favorite parts of my body aren't the sexual parts. I love my smile and my eyes. I like my cheekbones and my eyebrows. I do like my boobs, but it took me many years to get there. I've never used a strap-on or cock extender. I would love to try a strap-on with my partner, my husband or a different partner, male or female. It would feel empowering to provide pleasure in a penetrative way. I don't want to send any nude photos at this time. This pod has been sexually life-changing. Thank you. What a fun survey. I hope it helps you make art and learn more about others. I love learning more about others. I also think it's just, like, this is like a database for writers. You're welcome. Screenwriters probably won't watch it. I bet that that's what we need in our representations, the personal details that we just make assumptions and we don't know. And then we just, like, guess based on porn. Lovers, that's our snippet. You're still here, so make sure that you're subscribed. Give us a like. Give us all the stars. Sex story snippets are on YouTube and in your ears wherever you get your podcasts. And for the topless versions or other ways to join the mission to make the world a sexier place, visit sexstoriespodcast.com slash love. And remember to share sex stories. And finally, our quickie of the week.
Nipples? Hell yes. Submitted by Dan. Dear Wyo, I just finished listening to your 69th episode and I have to write and say, good job. I loved the geese. Also, just so you guys know, I have been seeing 69s everywhere I go for almost a year now since that episode. And that is why I'm calling my future documentary Mission 69. And that's going to have to, it's, it's all happening. Okay. Speaking of nipples, I will tell you a little bit about my relationship with mine. By the way, I am a non-practicing bisexual male, recently turned 66. My relationship with them started early as my breasts, for a male person, developed more and earlier than usual. In middle school, I was teased without mercy in the locker room, and mine were bigger than most of the girls in the school. You can imagine how that influenced my body esteem and also the comments that resulted in more than one locker room tussle. I learned to accept them over the years, and I never really cared much for what other thought others thought about me, so we three lived happily until one night when my wife, second, began to pay attention to them with pinching and sucking. Wow, that was a revelation to me. The sensation lighted up my nerves, sending sparks of ecstasy directly to the head of my penis. Never had I experienced such a sensation revelation, and I immediately felt like the luckiest guy in the world for having overdeveloped breasts with start buttons on the tops. Even now, many years later, nipple play is my primary form of masturbation, and I will pinch, pull, and flick them for a long time before I ever, ever even touch my penis. I am with you on the idea of nipples. They should receive lots of attention, care, and admiration. Still, one of the primary sex acts between my wife and me is for her to suck and bite mine, and she will play with one and I the other while I rub my dick, and that is my idea of a good time. Keep up the good work, enjoy your time off, and keep being sexy. Love, Dan. Oh my gosh, lovers! That's our snippet. Yay, nipples. You're still here, so make sure you're subscribed. Lovers. I'm still in your ear, so make sure that you're subscribed. Give us a like or all the stars. Share with all your friends. Sex Story Snippets are on YouTube and in your ears wherever you get your podcasts. And for the topless versions or other ways to join the mission to make the world a sexier place, including joining me the last week of every month to record the next batch of sexy snippets, visit sexstoriespodcast.com slash love. And if you're listening in the first few weeks, that is April or May 2021, please subscribe, please share, tell all your friends, and that helps our mission to make the world a much sexier place. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember to share sex stories. Mm.